acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Melissa Rosenheck. Hi. Hi. Happy to be here. Cheers. Cheers. Got some coffee. So we both, uh, I just walked in the door and started crying. Yeah. It's been a little bit of a morning. And you were crying too. Earlier this morning. Why were we crying? Different reasons. Why were you crying? I, my schedule right now is very overwhelming and, oh, I'm promoting a book and. It's called The New Southern. It's called The New Southern and. Sometimes when you have produced something new into the world, it can feel a little bit like a you're pushing a crater up a mountain. Even the smallest things, it doesn't even have to be a big thing. And so I got news today, this morning, and it just, you know, I focused on like the negativity of something mm-hmm. and it bummed me out and it I brought cried. you down. I know. But down. how great is it to cry? It's the best cathartic release. And I think it's great when you, when you listen and scan those feelings and emotions and let them come to the surface. Do you like try to pinpoint where the feeling is located in your body or where the feeling is located and then how it reminds me of one of my earliest experiences or feelings where I felt the same thing. And then I oh. try to like nurture that side. Gosh, so you really spend some time with these feelings. Yeah. See everyone listening, a lot of people, you have these feelings that happen to you <laughs> and you just pass through them. But really you should probably dive into them a little bit and release, unlock and release that stored yeah. trauma, whatever it may be. Right. Yeah. So what happened this morning, it was a rejection moment. Don't we hate me. rejection? Rejection yeah. sucks. It, sucks. it does suck. Um, it was definitely a rejection moment for me and it didn't make sense. And the rejection is just very short sighted, not mm-hmm. to go into too much detail mm-hmm. and throw a very large national editorial outlet under the bus, but <laughs> right. But it's like, 
I'm trying to put a project out there with so much substance and so much beauty and you know this is a project grounded in cultural awareness and community and so many things and when somebody is short-sighted and they just see metrics or a celebrity culture you know it bums me out and then I have to go back I'm like okay step away from it what does this remind me of when I was a child and then how can I heal that little girl inside me so what does it remind you of as a child oh lord we don't have to go into your whole personal life yeah I think you know ultimately I think at the end of the day with all of us all of our collected stories truths experiences I think we just want to feel seen heard and valued and I think when there I'm very justice driven too and when there's this superficial component of of entry and it's not about the actual project you know mm-hmm. it drives me nuts and so it goes back to well I, I don't feel seen heard or valued here mm-hmm. and I don't feel like you're you're missing the mark and then I have to go back and go okay but I see and value you and I I have an incredible body of work and I'm gonna release it and it's gonna do what it needs to do yeah that's big and that's the truth how do you handle rejection Immediately, I feel, um, I, I think it's probably the little girl, I feel not worthy. Yeah. You know, like I mean, where does that come from? I feel like left out, not worthy, not good enough, not picked, not chosen, not wanted, not seen, heard. Yeah. I feel like other people are better than me. Yeah. And that I am just kind of an imposter, I guess. I think we, that's something that we all struggle with is this imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I was actually, I did a press shoot two, day, two days ago for several different things for the book because it's all coming out and it's all coming out. And I was editing a picture of myself and I was looking at the book and I, I had this moment of, it's not until we see, we have to see ourselves in order for other people to see us. Mm-hmm. And it's also throughout this entire process I've really tried to cultivate that inward stillness and going within and not relying on any any of these external things. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. What matters is, you know, how we connect to, to here and here and one another and how we continue to see the humanity mm-hmm. in one another. So you're going to start us with the meditation. Yeah. Should, you, should you do that? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's, everyone, we're going to have a meditation to get our morning or whatever part of the day you're listening to this in, right? Lead us, please, Alyssa. Okay. I like to start and focusing on my breath work. I think it's important that we close our eyes. We breathe in for the count of five. And we release anything that did not serve us this week. Count of five. And we breathe in. And when we're breathing in, we visualize light and kindness and peace. And everything that feels like peace throughout the week and in our day, we embrace that. And when we're breathing out, we release the things that didn't feel like peace, that weren't serving us. Imagine all that energy running through your feet, going through the ground. The ground's cleansing it, coming back into the air to nourish those. I like to really visualize light coming in my body, going through my eyes, 
through my head, down my neck, down my chest, through my limbs, and out through my feet. And I like to be surrounded by this light. It grounds me. Focus on abundance. Focus on the feelings of walking through the things that are scaring you right now. Take one little baby step forward. Hold on to that. Visualize yourself moving forward with meaning, with purpose, with peacefulness, and let that guide you today. <laughs> that was great. I loved that. That was great. Um, no, every time I leave, Michael with the... Oh, I, I got text from Michael, and I was like, in the middle of my meditation, I was like, oh, gosh, I just got like four vibrations on my watch. See, everyone's trying to mess with my mojo. I'm trying to get meditating on, and sometimes, you know, I... I I live in this, we have to have both, and I know that there's this culture of everything be light and positive and fluffy and manifest your dreams and all of these things. I believe what's meant for us will happen, but we have to work at it and we can't get to the other side of it unless we really dive into our shadows and the things that are tough in the day. We have to take you know, this morning, for instance, that rejection, understand where, why it triggered me. Our mm -hmm. triggers are our teachers and mm -hmm. heal those. And that's what helps us get through the other side. You know, it's not all like rainbows and unicorns. It's not. I struggle with now, and you're a light, Alyssa and I are both light workers here. <laughs> So we look, tuning in, they're all, what, <laughs> like, what is a light worker? <laughs> we like to bring light to the world, and because should we, wait, should we start off telling everybody how we know one another and how long? Like, yeah, we, like, love, we, you, you yeah. drop it, you drop it. Yeah, I, I'm, you're, I'm really, uh, I'm, a, I'm a mess on actually. How, how did we meet? I was thinking about this before you came over. Okay, so neither one of us know. I think it was through <laughs> Sarah. Was it through Sarah Davidson? No, I introduced y'all. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Then it, was it through the internet? No. Okay. Tell me. How did we meet? That's I, how you're like, you tell how we met. I know. I'm I like, no, like, you tell how we met. <laughs> I don't freaking know how we met. We've known each other for a while. Um, did we meet through something Mallory Irvin through? Maybe. Was Maybe. it like a Weisman thing? Did no. you get that? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. No. We don't know how we met. We both wanted each other to tell the story because neither one of us know. That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> anyway, we both really were drawn to each other. How did, God, how did we I think meet? it was through Instagram. I really do. Because hmm. we have, regardless of how we met, I'll have to, I'll have to do some research. We'll go, we'll file back into them. We have a lot of mutual friends. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like like attracts like. Yeah. And um, I think we very much speak the same language, but because we're both light workers, yeah, trying to bring light to the world, mm -hmm. we feel so deeply. Yeah, and I really struggle, and I think you do too. But I won't speak for you. I struggle with feeling the weight of the world, like mm -hmm. feeling every story I hear that was sad and terrible and awful and innocence taken and abused and power is abused and all that. I'm just like, it's so heavy to me and it hurts my spirit. It doesn't hurt, it weighs it down. It just yeah. makes it feel so heavy. So I am working on 
releasing the need to feel the weight of the world. Because I have to believe that every soul has a purpose and has a plan for their existence. Yeah. And I can only do what comes into my life. I can only help where my path leads. So I can't, I can't hear a story and, and just like feel bad and like wallow in the sadness. Yeah. I was talking to an energy healer the other day yeah. and she said, you need to focus on seeing people healed and not seeing them suffering. Yeah. And so instead of just like feeling the weight of the world and like this horrible story that you see, because now there's so many outlets to see everything that's going on and it all feels terrible all the time. Instead of just focusing on the sadness and the suffering, use all your energy to focus on the healing. And I like that. I've really been trying to do that. Yeah. I do think it's important to to, we're in a hard time. This you is know, like 2020 is a big year. It started off with fires and then tornadoes and then other natural disasters, flooding, you know, all of it. And then good old Corona know, just Corona. wiped us all out. And, you know, now we are experiencing, which is this country's in so much pain. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. I feel, you know, and with social media and everything being so tangible, I feel the collective we, yes. we both feel I, like I feel like we're both open nerves where we can just feel like yes. everything. That's and a great sense, way of putting it. Open yeah, nerves. I'm like an open nerve, and I sense and feel a lot, and I feel the heaviness when it comes through a screen, or I feel the lightness and love and like connectedness. But this, we're I think we're just all in pain, and we're navigating ways to heal. And some of those ways are really constructive, and some of those ways are really deep destructive. Yeah, and I think. Again, going back to seeing people, hearing people, like valuing that humanity, I think it's really important to meet them, to meet them and to see their pain. You don't have to take their pain on yourself. That's the key. That's the key. It's to acknowledge and see them where they are, hear them, have compassion, have that empathy, and not carry it. Not carry it. Not not take it on yourself and carry it throughout your day. Mm-hmm. You can still be compassionate and empathetic and protect yourself also from that energy. How do you do that? How do you not carry it? Because that is a tip I would love to know. I There's a lot of grounding. If you Google grounding meditations, Ashley Neese wrote a really good book called um, How to Breathe, and that's really beautiful, and it takes you through some guided meditations there. But I visualize. I'm a very visual person. I'm an architectural photographer and stylist and now author. And so like, I have to see it in order for me to like Mm -hmm, grab it. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I really visualize as simple as this sounds, a a sphere of white light around me to where I can still listen. I can still engage. I can still hear you and see you, but I'm not taking on your energy. um, Number one. And then I also will, I've also heard this technique. I don't know how effective it is, but like you can just simply cross your arms. Apparently this is where like you absorb all the energy and you can just simply still listen and cross your arms and it's blocking that energy coming into like your solar plexus. So when you're and, talking to someone, just kind of cross yeah, your arms. cross your arms and still listen and still like be there and present. And then also visualize that energy just sliding off you and going into the earth and being purified by mother nature and then coming up again and being pure air for people to breathe in their lungs. You know, it's like that energy, a good, a more pure energy source. So you've done a lot of work on not absorbing. I, well, yeah. I mean, I grew up in a very chaotic household, 
So did you have to, you had to teach yourself not to absorb energy from a young age because did you yeah. feel a lot when you were young? Mm-hmm. Was it overwhelming? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When did you start working on energy work? When did you start realizing you had to protect your energy? Um, I think from a really young age. Uh, I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and my parents went through a really horrific divorce. It took eight years. Mm. And so the home was not stable. It was pretty chaotic. And, you know, at some point, at some point you can still live in that, but I chose not to. And I really chose to be my own healer and leader and warrior through that. And I was really grateful that my mother is very in tune with her body and in tune creatively and was always kind of that force for me and told me to always listen to my body. And if there's something that I feel, pay attention to it. And so indirectly, she was nurturing that inside me from a little girl, like the time I was a little girl. And I think she also provided certain outlets for me to where it also protected me from that environment. My father's a um, unrecovered alcoholic still to this day. And it got to the point where you know, he was, he was very emotionally abusive and then would threaten suicide. And, you know, I'm a huge mental health advocate. I'm a huge, if you, if you need help, get it, but you have to want that help. And so I really had to protect myself. That's a lot to bear as a child. Yeah. And carry, you know, strong boundaries are the best thing we can have in terms of you know, how we, how we work, who we, who we allow, you know, into our life, the energy we want to take on. And we're only responsible for so much. We're only responsible for ourselves. And so, you know, it was a gift. It was a gift and it was painful all in one. It was a gift because I'm really sensitive and I wouldn't have it any other way. It makes me, it makes me that much more um, empathetic and compassionate and innovative with my creativity Mm -hmm. and in order to be creative you have to be willing to release and receive and be sensitive to your your surroundings and that's like the most beautiful gift that I would never want taken away from me but I do believe it correlated from a traumatic upbringing to where like I had to be very observant and in tune with my environment in order to protect myself. Isn't that interesting how so much of our trauma, I mean, all trauma can be your greatest gift if it's transformed. Yeah. But I mean, you have to do the work to transform it. You have to do the work. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you continue to do the work. I continue to do the work. The work is a daily practice. You're not just like done doing the work. Right. You have to continue. I get stuck though. This is where I get stuck. I get stuck in the stories that I create in my mind of innocents who never get the chance to get out of this, um, awful situation or, you know, like explain that to me, like the child trafficking stuff is really messing with me. Okay. I will say this. It's supposed, it's a conspiracy apparently linked to like a very far, like extremist group, by the way. So you have to like filter media right now is crazy, mm-hmm. both left and right. No, it's media. all insane. It's insane. And so I will say there are like these quote unquote, terrorist groups that are infiltrating media and like our demographic to further this message that you may think it's about child trafficking. And it's also like this crazy 
extremist group trying to like is it political yeah I just, uh, but not, not to discredit child trafficking and right. it's terrible that they take something that is very prevalent especially in like Tennessee and you know it's just it's interesting yeah it's I I can't stress this enough to understand sources um, to and have, you know this have, being in so much media have critical think. Yes. Um, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors out there. You deal with media all day, every, every day. Every day. Everyone listening, I forgot to tell you this. <laughs> Alyssa is a professional <laughs> photographer and your work is all over the place. Like it's in all these top magazines, editorials. I don't even know the outlets. It's everywhere. And this book now is everywhere. The new Southern. So, <laughs> so you deal with outlets like this constantly. I don't deal with mainstream. I'm more in a niche. So I'm an interiors and architectural photographer. I travel all over the country. Um, and yes, I, I have almost, I, I have a lot of media experience and I, I can't stress enough, um, to really have critical thought and understand the source and the agenda and what they're wanting you to read and see into things. And I think and that's the hard part because the regular, average person who doesn't understand this backside to media yeah we're just fed stuff and we don't know it's how a, to and it's constant agenda whenever i'm reading media i always am in my mind what's the agenda here what are they trying to make me like believe and read and then fact check there's so many great outlets out there that do fact check and google is amazing google like you know child trafficking um conspiracies or child trafficking misuse of child trafficking like google that just for your own due diligence mm -hmm. i cannot stress that enough especially in this this specific time in history and cultural climate that we're in where you know facts unfortunately are no longer facts which is really sad mm -hmm. like science is you know science like we need to really understand and listen to like our doctors and our researchers and our scientists mm -hmm. with things and there was all of this misuse of scientific data that was and you know it's just and I'm not a scientist. Um, so what do we do when we're in this messy, chaotic world, all yeah. of this information slinging yeah. to us constantly? Yeah. We're getting hit all day by stuff. How yeah. do we feel? Like what? Do you feel what? like a ping pong ball? Where yes. It's like you're here and over here and it's like. Even like Instagram, which started to be like, I guess, to just follow people's lives. Instagram now is hard for me to do because like you never know when you're just going to get pelted by some news thing that like shakes you that's like terrible and it's like oh god I was having like, a really fine day and then all of a sudden this came across my feet and now I'm just like catapulted into this world of this story that I just saw on accident you know it's just like everything there's um there's a lot out there and there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of um you know unfortunate stories and there's a lot of injustice and you have such a beautiful heart you want to help heal all of these things and then there's all a lot of there's a lot of outlets taking advantage too mm -hmm. and so when i hear and i do this too if i feel like i am being ping-ponged throughout my day i don't then have control over my day i don't have control over my feelings and you're probably you, not useful you're not useful and you don't you should never relinquish control of your internal peace to an external outlet, an external factor, an external person. You have to understand what's important to you. And it's, this is more work, but either late at night when it's calm, kids are in bed, you're able to take a bath for 20 minutes. 
either mentally or write it down, write down your value system. What's important to you? Mm. Like truly the, the people that are important to you in your life, the things that are important to your life, what you want to be growing into, into your life and let that be the roadmap for the next day. Mm. And you're doing it when you write your value systems, you're bringing yourself back to who you are inside. You're not letting media dictate what you're feeling mm -hmm. and you need to be your own compass for what you're, you're experiencing. That's good. Thanks, Mama. <laughs> That's good stuff. It all comes back to just having intentional time and thought yeah. and it's really one of the reasons not to like, yeah, let's talk but about like, this book. What is this book about? So, oh, it's so pretty. I mean, this book is, Here's what, here, let's talk about values. Here's what Alyssa says. Oh, I value family and friends above everything else, and I'm thankful every day for the love and support I've been given. That's, um, so that was from, yes, that was from Gray Malin, who, he's an incredible fine art photographer. He's based out of um, L.A., grew up in Texas. And the new Southern, the thing that's so special about this, these pictures are stunning. <laughs> the thing that's so special about this is, it's a movement and it's grounded in cultural change community while we're honoring and humanizing our differences through creativity mm -hmm. and creativity for me, you know, we really have to understand where we've been in the past. We have to examine that. We have to scan emotionally scan where we are now. And we have to, in order to really, I don't know, visualize where we want to go mm -hmm. with ourselves as communities and the vehicle for me is creativity here and it's not a silver bullet solution for everything but it is an expansive tool to challenge old beliefs mm -hmm. and to bring people to the table and it's something that lives within all of us and i feel like i'm living breathing proof of this because i didn't feel like i had a creative bone in my body until i was 32 years old really yeah and you know creativity because you had a whole different career I had, this is my second career and i pivoted after i had cancer and um creativity when done in a very vulnerable way, it tells us the truth about the world and it tells us the truth about ourselves mm -hmm. and it connects us to communities. And so I'm using my photography of over 30 home and studio tours and conversations where we're using tools like a chef's knife or a poet's pen or a camera and our voices to connect and to transcend division. And that's the new Southern. Um, that's so cool. So basically, is this, is it you, you feature whose home you are shooting with a picture of them yeah. in front and then the following, and then you tell this kind of house that it is, and then you let them tell a little bit about them. Oh, it's a question answer with them and then yeah. pictures of their home. So I, that's awesome. I really selected creative entrepreneurs and I'm talking chefs and makers and designers and artists it's and awesome cool vibes and authors and activists where we're all using our voices to spread unity and acceptance and you know we're we're using our gifts our unique innate gifts that live within all of us in a way that really further communities this is such a cool book it's such a cool book because I love that you start with a picture of who it is. So like, I'm like, okay, this is this person. And then 
we get to know them in yeah. the book and then we get to see their house so it's like i'm getting a full representation of this person and then i'm asking really insightful questions like how do you consider yourself courageous wow what are some of the answers you've gotten I've gotten some really incredible ones. And then it's like, how does creativity transcend socioeconomic, political divides? What does that look like? How have you used creativity to challenge your old beliefs? Mm. Like, what what did you grow up believing that you want to expand um, out of and into more of a, like, accepting? Like, what are limiting beliefs that you're outgrowing? Yeah, and it was also important to me because the new, the new Southern is really based on my personal story of moving to the South. And as a Jewish woman in the South, I didn't really feel like I belonged. There was mm-hmm. a lot of hate and discrimination and prejudice and fear of telling people I was Jewish too. Really? Yeah. And, um, and you felt that here? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I grew up in Oklahoma and that, you know, was interesting. And there were experiences. Like I remember, my mom, when I was a little girl, we were at the Jewish Community Center, and there was a sniper threatening to shoot us across because we were because of our culture and our religion. And she was hovered over me, protecting me in the bathroom. Oh, a mother's love for her child too. Or like the KKK broke into our home at one point when I was growing up. In your home? Mm-hmm. Wow! Mm-hmm. Like with the whole get up on? We we weren't there, but oh they. Oh my god! Like not. And they, like, they hurt our family pet, you know, and stop. Yeah. And so, like, hate exists. And so the reason for this project, we all have innate gifts and we all have tools. And I'm not a historian. I am a photographer. I'm a visual storyteller. And I want to use my gifts to further a message of love and unity and acceptance. And when I moved to the South, I really didn't find my community until I found my creativity. Oh, God, okay, that's what Oprah would say, aha moment. <laughs> I didn't find my community until I found my creativity. Now, that makes a lot of sense to me because that's your passion. That's yeah. what you want to talk about. That's where you want to grow. That's yeah. where you want to be inspired. So until you know what's inspiring you, yeah, you don't know the kind of people that you want to be in community with because that's how I feel too. Like I feel alive in Nashville because we – have such a community yeah. of people who are doing great things like what you're doing like this is so but, inspiring to me and it's nice because it's debunking the myth that the south is structured and formal and exclusive mm-hmm. and i want to show a fresh new energy and i want to give the reader an all access pass into this like palpable humanity this kinetic energy that is so inspiring it's not only like so inspiring like you and i mm-hmm. but like it will resonate with the reader and inspire their unique gifts and have that ripple effect for them to further lean into their creativity, which will then further connect them to their purpose and calling. Yeah. That is like, I want this to be an ongoing gift to like really be a friendly, a friendly reminder that you, you have that gift inside you. And then to also be a a friend to hold your hand through any life pivots that you have, because we have all had them in this book. Wow. Yeah. That's some good stuff right there. Thanks, Mama. What <laughs> did cancer teach you about yourself? Oh, to pause, to be still. Um, when I was diagnosed, I was diagnosed when I was 32 years old. And life is always speaking to us. It's whether or not we listen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 
Uh, I spent my early 20s and early 30s chasing stability from a place of fear, Mm. right? Because Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up with stability. I grew up very chaotic and not having money, not having like a firm foundation that I could rely on. And so that's all I wanted. And in my, I remember in college and graduating college, I was like, I just need a job. I need to develop the 401k. I need to have a roof over my head. I don't need mm-hmm. to rely on a man. I don't need to rely on anybody. I'm going to mm-hmm. be my like own human. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And so I did. And I ended up working for two fortune 100 companies. Um, and I then was climbing these just like arbitrary levels of stability and success. And I was miserable. And it was, I was miserable because it all came from fear. Mm, If you're doing anything from, and so many of us do things from fear. From fear. Just ask yourself every question, every choice you make in your day, is it rooted from a place of love or is it rooted from a place of fear? Is it because you Mm. are experiencing peace with that decision or are you doing it to prevent something else because you're fearful about about it? That's so good. And so that's where I was making my decisions from. And then when I was diagnosed with cancer at 32, I stopped and I paused. And when you hear news like that, it, you know, takes your breath away and you, you take a minute. And that was the first time I really stopped and listened to what was in my heart. Did you realize like, holy shit, like, like you just, you're facing now this thing that could kill you. Obviously we all could die all the time, but like you now have news, like this is life threatening. You have got to do something about it. And you're like, well, God, I mean, I got to live my life now. Is that how you felt? It woke me up. It truly, I always say that cancer was the biggest gift that gave me more than it took away because I really feel like that. It was Mm -hmm. one of my biggest teachers in life. It taught me to be still. It taught me to be very present. It taught me to not take anything for granted and it taught me to clear away all the bullshit Mm. and all the toxicity that we allow into our lives and to have strong boundaries with that and um i had a very survivable form of cancer i had thyroid cancer um and it's ironic because i treated it like a common cold at first i was like it's fine i'm just gonna power through this and then we got results back where i had benign but we didn't know that at the time tumors in my lungs and I broke down. I, I was over there. Ben was holding me and I was like, I'm not going to be able to have kids. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I'm not, may, may not be here. Cause when it spreads to your lungs, it's terminal. And uh, <laughs> let it out. Yeah. And so that was the moment when I was like, Oh shit, I have to believe in myself and I have to be, like the love and the light that I really want to see in this world. And I have to do the things that bring me color and peace and healing. Wow. How long was the process to to heal? Mm -hmm. Um, It was surgically removed. Totally. I didn't have to have chemo. Um, It took a full year for my body to begin to regulate again. Um, And I'm on medication for the rest of my life for it now. So... Hello, 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you got the news, though, that it's all gone and there's no cancer, mm -hmm. to get that terrifying news that you have cancer and there's the tumors in your lungs, you don't know yeah. yet what they are, yeah. that that fear, then to go through the mental process you had to go through that, then to get to the other side, yeah. to hear that you are cancer-free, like, God, this is making me emotional. What does that feel like? So with cancer, your cancer, you're really like in the clear five years post-diagnosis. And so... Um, that was a celebration. You know, we had a glass of champagne and um, my mom was also diagnosed with lung cancer a year after I was diagnosed. And so she's cancer free too. And like, just 
knowing how many people it touches, I'm fine. It's like, I'm fine. We're good. Keep it moving and be strong for those who are still fighting the fight, you know, because despite all the shit we see in the media and all the weird agendas that we have to cipher through, there are people fighting really hard things right now in life. And that will forever give me perspective, mm-hmm. you know, and hold me accountable to my own groundedness. So I can hopefully be a voice of, of relief and, you know, reprieve. Is that what your goal is to be relief and relief? Re- I don't know how you say that. You're so re- smart. No. <laughs> Is that, is that what you, you want? What do you want your blessing to this earth to be? Just a peacefulness, a groundedness. I'm not always like that. I am definitely have my emotions and my moods and my, my, but I, I do want, I want to leave people with the the idea that all of our answers live within us. They don't live outside of us. Mm -hmm. And I want, I want people to see the content that I'm producing or the material, the projects that I have out in the world. And I want them, I want them to leave those items feeling better than they did before. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, we're, we're so connected and we are responsible for the energy we bring to the table. And I've been very intentional to be, um, cognizant of the energy I bring to my projects and to the world because it matters. Mm -hmm. So something I've noticed with your pictures is <laughs> they're all so bright and crisp. Like, to, I don't know if that's the right words. I don't know if those are the words you would choose for yourself. But like, <laughs> to me, when I see them, I feel it. This is going to sound really weird. It feels like vibrant health to me Yeah, is what your pictures feel like. Yeah. It feels to me like when I look at this, I see whatever you're taking a picture of, even if it's like, darker colors, it feels as vibrant and healthy as that space could ever feel. Thank you. I feel like you capture things that way. It's with that intention. I want people to literally stop. And if they're seeing this work, I want it to remind them that the light in these images is the same light that lives inside you. It's the same light that lives inside me. It's the same light that lives within all of you. And it's, and it's important to, to focus on that light, to also, you know, give meaning to the shadows that give light context and interest. But, you know, I just want people to understand. I I don't think we give ourselves enough credit. Like you're, you're such a beautiful spirit. And I feel like we're all being ping ponged and I I want us to go within and Mm -hmm. really lead with our courage and lead with our boldness and lead with our light and lead with our gifts Mm -hmm. because the world, the world needs them now more than ever. And that's such a good point. And I love having conversations with very enlightened people like yourself (laughs) because it does no good to sit in the pain. Like it's, yes, you have to know, notice and you have to like, we're not, we know. I sit in the pain. Like I will, I will sit in the pain. Yeah. I'll sit in the and pain that's good for, to stay there. for a week. Yeah. Like, I'll be like, okay, you have seven days to just eat the ice cream, <laughs> cry it out, yell, curse, whatever you want to do. Watch the, feel it. binge the TV, feel it, like really feel it. Yeah. You, ha- you have a week and then you have to understand where it came from, how to, 
how to heal it in, inside you. And an action and, vis- and visualize it. Like, visualize, again, what we talked about in the beginning. What was the earliest memory that made you feel the same way? And then visualize whatever currently is bringing you that pain. Visualize a subsequent outcome. Mm-hmm. And focus on, like you said earlier, like the healing process. Mm-hmm. That's really great. Yeah, feel it, feel it, experience it, but then you have to be... Where, this is for myself what I'm doing. I have to turn it into something positive. And like I'm also with you. <clears throat> I don't think I don't think you should live in just positive rainbows and butterflies and you're manifesting missing, and all you're that. You're missing the context of things. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes there were times when I like would get caught up in that. And okay, everything has to be positive. Everything, Let's find the good and everything. Everything has to be perfect. And then I'm like, no, no, I'm not standing in my worth if I'm just sugarcoating this shit because mm-hmm. I had a really can I say yeah. <laughs> I had a really fucking hard day and like I need to process it in order for me to get through it but yet everybody on social media is telling me to no gloss over it and I'll say this too we are the most magnetic you talk about energy well like attracts like and energy is like magnetic mm-hmm. we're our most meta- magnetic selves we are our most attracting selves when we're standing in our power and we're standing in our worth and when we're standing in our worth, we're in alignment with what we're feeling. Mm. So we're paying attention to what we're feeling. We're honoring those thoughts and we're finding constructing constructive ways to move through those thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then that keeps us in our worth even, and you have to communicate it. Like even with friendships or the thing this morning, I, you know, I, confronted it and stood in my worth in a respectful way and I feel good and now I can release it. Yeah. You gotta go through the whole process though. Yeah. Can't gloss over it. You're mm-hmm. missing. And that's doing you a disservice too. When it's when like you, you talk about shadows in your pictures. Like you have to have the shadows to show yeah. the light. Yeah. If you open up to the very beginning. Okay. Gosh, these pictures are beautiful. Um I did the origins the shadows mm. and I go into the light. That's so awesome. I mean, this book is a labor of love. <laughs> you said this, is this from you? Yeah. The more we allow ourselves to lean into our light and creativity, the easier it is to lean into our calling. Amen to that. Yeah. We have to just lean into the light. We have to, there's no other way. If we lean into the darkness, we're going to have a really shitty life. What? I have loved too that has helped me through this time. Like what feels like peace in your life? Go through the things that feel like peace. I mean, this is so generic, but I mean, it's sunny. Like sunny to me, my daughter, if her I mean, I think everyone who listens this know I talk about sunny all the time. <laughs> sunny to me is just a, the purest canvas. And she is so happy and joyful and she just everything is so pure for her her feelings all of them are so pure innocent and i'm just like it's such a reminder to me to stay like she helps me stay in a great place because i don't want i want her to have that pure light life and canvas as long as she can and then it just makes me want to create an environment for her to be that. Yeah. <clears throat> so she, to me, is just innocent. 
innocence and pure and happy and she's she's the she's the hope for what we all we all start with that you know and then we 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 just gain all sorts of experiences that weigh us down but we conditioning and and conditioning but we start so pure yeah every one of us does so within the other dimension to your life because you're so dimensional like where where else are you finding that peace too and like the content and the work life and I find peace in these kind of conversations yeah that's why like I love doing this podcast and I love talking to people like you and women in particular I mean I love talking to men too but like I really love talking to women talking to women um I I lean on other people a lot to give me inspiration I lean on hearing stories of how to turn darkness into light, how someone has done this in their life, how someone has shifted, pivoted, made something beautiful out of a trauma. Like that <clears throat> gives me hope for the world. That gives that is like how I can be like, okay, people are doing it. People are doing it. People are coming into light from really awful things. So then I don't feel totally stuck in the all these awful things are happening because I hear redemptive stories and I'm like, but you can change it. You can get to positive. That, that heals me to know that that's out there. People are doing it and we're not all just doomed to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're not all doomed. But there to is suffer. this greater point of life, which is we are doomed. We are not doomed. We are here to thrive. We are here to experience. We are here to grow and learn and come into these creative beings that we yeah. are. That is what we all are here to do. Yeah, I will, um, you know, 2020 has been a year and it has been an extraordinary year of events and I refuse to give it any more negativity Mm -hmm. and I'm not actually looking for it to be positive. I'm like, it's not going to be positive. You're just accepting it for what it is. Fuck the positivity. I'm looking for purpose and meaning. Mm. I want to move forward in my life with purpose and meaning and peace. Like that is those three things mm-hmm. and service. Like, so if I'm doing that for me too, how can we show up for others in that capacity? Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of like, see, this is what's happening. It's not good or bad. It's just is. So yeah. I'm deal. I'm going to navigate this situation and, and so, not wish it to be different. So when you're also then creating that path of hopefully peace, and then you can then cipher through what you take on. Like your house feels like peace to me. I walk in here and I'm like, <laughs> Michael and I are. We always talk about moving and stuff. And I, we eventually we will move. And I'm like, it will happen. I'm like, um, can I hire you to decorate? Because I'm this like, is I'm your peace. friend, and we're gonna come over. I'm gonna come over with wine, and we're just gonna knock it all out. Great. Well, this to me feels like peace. Like I walk in your house and I'm like, oh my god, this is how peace feels. Do you feel that every day in here? Yeah, that was my intention to design the space, you know, I, I travel and I see so much and I needed visual relief in a place of serenity when I came home. Yes. And I, for me, my creativity comes from a calm and peaceful place, but it also comes from negative space, like having that room to breathe, not having, not having every wall filled. Yeah. And so, um, this is, I, I'm also, you know, so sensitive. I'm really sensitive to my environment, and I need to feel inspired by mm-hmm. that. And it can be anything. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Yeah. And that's 
also in the book, I'm sharing like really hardworking styling tips to elevate the space too, because we can do it on a very limited budget. And it's something as simple as including greenery from outdoors and putting it in a cup or a vase, Mm -hmm. just like putting it next to your nightstand. Have you ever tried that? No, I can't keep anything alive, so I have no plants in the house. Try it. And it doesn't have to stay alive for months. It can stay alive for like a few days, but try it and and see how you feel. Just putting a little sprig of greenery next to your bed, seeing it before you go to bed and waking up to it, you feel like like you're like a little goddess over there, you know, in the corner of your home. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Where are you getting inspiration from, you say? Um, to be, to be real, the schedule's insane. And so with an increase of, you know, the, the pandemic, I developed a virtual platform, another virtual platform of my business. We pivoted from an 11 physical city book tour to all virtual events, different virtual events. And so my workload has tripled. Mm. And right now it's through self-care. So as crazy as my schedule gets, I have to up the self-care. So I'm trying to be going to bed, you know, earlier. I'm trying to like not, I'm trying to have like conscious consumption of media and and tune it out Mm -hmm. a little bit. And um, I'm trying to really align myself with my value system and be led by that. So, um, and, you know, creativity. I I'm not ready to announce it yet, but I'm working on something that's in development and it's inspiring me and mm-hmm. it's giving me life. And it and it's, I love this book. I've been working on this book for three years. It's an extension of it, but it's not, you know, it's like, it's something new and fresh mm-hmm. and even more a value in my opinion. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a strong, it's a sister to this. So that's awesome. Yeah. Creativity is inspiring. Yeah. And it's something that you can lose yourself in. Like whenever yes. you lose track of time, you know, you're onto something good. Like pay attention mm-hmm. to the moments you lose track of time. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I loved every second of this interview. I feel like I've lost track of time. Can you believe we've been talking an hour? Um, okay, so I any final words before I wrap up with my ending question? Like any anything else that you like? Where can people find this? Where can people find you? Anything that you want to just mention before we say goodbye? Um, definitely. Now's the time to support our local bookstores. So. Mm-hmm. Check out all local bookstores, and if they don't carry it, ask them to carry it. It helps them. Um, it's also found on all major retailers. And you can find me at Alyssa Rosenheck anywhere on the interwebs. So Interwebs. Interwebs. <laughs> so I always end with leave your light. What do you want people to know? How special and loved and seen they are. And it's important for them to to tap even more into that light and leave with it every day. Yeah, and how we're all connected and we need to look at the humanity of others and love one another. And also protect yourself (laughs) with the golden light (laughs) and self-care. Yeah. I love that. Alyssa, The New Southern, everyone go check it out. It's an amazing book, The New Southern. And thank you for joining me. I love you. Thank you, Love you. This is amazing. (laughs) Bye. Hello! 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.